selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Celebrity Book Club. Diana, what's going on with you? Looks like you haven't eaten in days. You look really stressed. Oh, I'm just crunching the numbers on our family's pocketbook. I'm just feeling super, super anxious about all the pageants that we're putting our beautiful daughters into. They, the costs are running high. Well, remember, I take care of the house and the car and the taxes, finances, and you are in charge of our daughter, Demi Madison and Dallas's fees for all their entertainment ventures. I know, but my dear, dear husband, Eddie De La Garza, my gift from God who sent you from above at the Ford dealership when you walked in front of my desk that one day. I need some more money for these pageants. We need $1,300 to oh, enter in Dallas and Demi into my. the Cinderella pageant in Lubbock. Well, no, it's only 1300 per girl plus staying at the Red Roof Inn. We need two rooms for our girls because you know they've been fattening and like then dogs lately. We gotta eat. We gotta fuel up. I mean... And then there's also the fee to... Uh, Bronca. Let me get out my big man that. calculator from uh, that was gifted to me as my fifth year present for working at the Greater Dallas Fort Worth Ford dealership. Baby. We're going to work it out. I, I crunched some numbers. Are you sure? Because we need another 5K for the hair and makeup. We always do it. I wanted to get them those little miniature high heels for five-year-olds with the crosses as the heels. I'm gonna pawn my tennis bracelet that no. Ford gave me as my seventh year anniversary oh, no, for working at the Dallas not Fort Worth Wichita Ford for selling about you heard it thirty cars in one month. I know that means so much to you, Eddie. Oh, but I guess it's better than me parting with those beautiful diamond encrusted ruby anklets that you got me for our six and a half month wedding anniversary. Baby, if they win this, you won't have to pawn the cross anklets I got you. Okay, alright, let's get rid of your bracelet. Oh, that pains me. Oh, I'm I so love you, sorry. Baby. I'm I so love sorry. you, baby. I'm so sorry. We're gonna get this back and I'm gonna get a tennis bracelet encrusted with the Lord's name itself in it with diamonds when our girls win this pageant. Okay, I'm a Papa Xanax, then let's make some love. Sounds good to me. At the door, it's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood, it's books, it's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs, it's martinis, it's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club, come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club, tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club, no boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I 
I brought the Cuervo. Hey, hey my beautiful friend. Best hey, my beautiful friend. Christian good friend. <laughs> How are you? Ooh, it's been a rough weekend. Um, just recovering. You look like you haven't slept in years. Yeah. And you're I, battling some demons. <laughs> I'm battling a lot of demons, both internal and external. Um, a lot of my daughters uh, are struggling with their careers. And as a stage mom, um, as someone who pushes them, but also myself yeah. and does turn to God as well, it's just been, it's been a lot for me to handle. And I am turning to the bottle. Um, both liquor and pills. Liquor and pills, the <laughs> bottle. Thank you for being super honest with me and to our listeners, honestly, because they can't see you and I just want them to know you it's showing. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening in your life is showing. No, demons are real, but embrace them. How was your weekend? My weekend was super fun. I noticed that you seemed like you got up really early after, I know we went out Saturday night to a party, yeah. and then, you know, I was like being very like, ooh, like, where's the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich from my local bodega deli? And you were being so like, at the estate sale at 11 a.m. as usual. Okay, so... Betty think, as in you and our friend Daniel, DJ Physical Therapy, that I went to an estate sale. But really, and this is what happens when you live in Dimas. Mine and I were, I did. I woke up around 11 and we did go to the farmer's market where I tweeted this. But there was a lesbian couple and they were holding two squashes in their hand and both their jaws were like on the floor. <laughs> they were just like comparing them and like they couldn't even believe. They weren't even like big. Like, I can't believe this vegetable is so big. They were just like normal ass squashes. <laughs> yeah. And they were freaking out. Anyway, we're walking home. There's a foosball table on the street, Uh-oh. and we're both like, "Oh, we have to take this piece of trash." <laughs> like, but a, it's working. It has a ball. Okay, but foosball is huge. It's a smaller, I think, more maybe it for was like children. A ch- children's foosball, but it's still like high enough for adults. So I guess <laughs> it's ladies' foosball. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very me playing golf. It's like that's the ladies' tee. This is the ladies' height. Um, so we picked it up. We put it um, in her parents' side door because our elevator is being fixed right now, and I didn't feel like um, the moment. Yeah, I didn't feel like carrying up the foosball table for flights. But I would like to admit to you that I was also violently hungover. <laughs> okay, so, cool. Oh, I so don't you... believe everything you see on Instagram. <laughs> okay, no, I guess because I was, I was reading the tabloids that are fucking Instagram. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, okay, she's bragging about not being hungover. And like, this is actually really rude. <laughs> And, like, personally, I'm being honest about being 35 and not posting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying in and not posting. Me like, yeah, Sunday is crazy. Um, yeah, after taking to the bottle like we did <laughs> on Saturday in the dance floor. Like, you were feeling it. I was absolutely feeling it. And then, yeah, after foosball, I kind of basically was on the couch reading uh, this amazing book that we read this yeah. weekend or yesterday all day. I absolutely read it all day yesterday and today. I am so excited to talk about our book. Another our book, book. Another book. And it's another journey. Uh, yeah. A huge journey. And it's a book that I would say 90% of our fans have begged us to do. <laughs> no. One of the most top requested books yeah. we've ever had. We're not talking about Matthew Perry. We're not talking about Lana Del Rey's poetry. <laughs> We're not talking about <laughs> Jeanette McCurdy's book Can't where she's holding the urn whatever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we're so excited to read. And Emrata's book, which I just can't wait to pick up. No, we're talking about the book Falling with Wings, A Mother's Story by Diana De La Garza. Yeah, that's right. Diana De La Garza. Noted I mean, celebrity. Know the name? Know the name? Here's a hint. The foreword is by Debbie Lovato. So, still not, still not so getting it? Yeah. Do you guys, are you guys clear who it is? Let's break it down. Diana De La Garza is... That's Demi's, right. <laughs> Demi's mom, or Demetria Lovato's <laughs> mother. She is also the mother of voiceover actress Dallas. Dallas Lovato. And then the younger one, Madison de la Garza. Who, in my mind, is almost even more famous than Demi Lovato. For playing Eva Longoria's <laughs> daughter on Desperate Housewives. So, so that's right. So the mother <laughs> yeah. of multiple stars. Okay. Imagine, just imagine, let's just take a beat for one second. Yeah. Put yourself in her stilettos, her cowboy boots, if you will, because yes, yes, she's opened up herself for the likes of George Strait, Hank Williams Jr., Conway Twitty, Conway Twitty, Reba McIntyre. Yeah. Huge stars of the country stage of the Grand Old Opry back in the 80s. 
and then decided instead of pursuing a career in country music to pursue a career as the mother of daughters. Yes, the mother of daughters. Who would become famous in their own right one day. Singers, dancers, musicians. Actresses, commercial voiceover artists. Exactly. And that is a job. Not only is just being just shout out to mothers, by the way, as the holidays approach. (laughs) (laughs) No, and the work they do that often goes unspoken, unnoticed, and unthanked. Um, this book is it's just because the, the concept of the book. I the, think one of the most random <laughs> things most random we've done. Book, where you're looking at it and you're like, "So it's Demi Lovato's mother." mother. <laughs> this is a book you have on your coffee table, and people come in and they just say, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a big question mark. I think the kind of the the weirdest thing about reading this book from the beginning is like. You know, there's just something very surreal because most celebrity memoirs, you know who the celebrity is. You kind of know how it ends, right? And, like, the whole book is this, like, it's a prelude to, like, what happened. It's like, you know they become this star. You just have some image of the star that they're becoming. And instead of this, it's like this weird remove where you're like, well, I know who Demi Lovato is. <laughs> and I'm kind of reading about her <laughs> beginning, but from her mother's perspective and kind of how that happened. And you're happened. like, so everything I'm reading leads up to this person becoming Demi Lovato's mom. Mother. But then also it's like you're not, you know, in a way that like a lot of stuff has happened to Demi, like even post this book being oh, out so oh, you're sh- only really getting to kind of like 20 getting about to 2015 2016 yeah. Demi Lovato so you're not even really getting to that apex of and like, she doesn't really mention you know to her credit this is a book about her this is a book about Diana oh, yeah. oh, yeah. well, it doesn't have to be all about this Demi is, this is not a biography of Demi Lovato by no. any means <laughs> no, yes. so, Demi's featured for sure sure we do hear about Demi's trip to rehab which what? follows Dallas's trip to rehab which but, follows but precedes her own trip to rehab which we really end it and yeah Dallas is, and just to before we even get into the book here's the back of the book and you can see kind of just how vague and Christian were kind of starting things off This is life, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) It was a powerful moment when I realized deep in my soul that I was not only taking all the memories of these people that I had met with me, but I was also taking home their joys, their sorrows, and their tears. This was what a life worth living felt like. And I knew that if I could stay connected to these rich feelings of emotion and hold on to the significance of this culminating moment, then I'd stay inspired to the future to live without behaviors, without drugs, and without the burdens of inferiority or guilt that had shackled me for so long. My heart was full and my spirit was free. Heart and spirit. You know, you pick this up and you're like, I have no Yeah, you're like, I honestly have no idea who you are or what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, okay, sure, shackled (laughs) memories, drugs. This is life. (laughs) So let's get into it. She grows up. Her peepaw is a Pentecostal preacher, very religious. Wait, could I just, but the very, the prologue of the book is this flashback to, or a flash forward, I guess. Yes, to to Demi. To Demi um, having like a suicidal episode. Having a suicidal ideation episode or no she thinks that it's a suicidal ideation but it's actually that she punched a girl like on a plane but like also she her but also, wrists were like her wrists i mean blood. she's going yes. she's going through a tough time going through it um she's fucking <laughs> going through it she's like before this happens she's describing like her fun life as a stage mom in la with like all these really famous kids so the, again so this is demi lovato's mom <laughs> just so you guys know. This not Demi Lovato's Demi Lovato's mom, Diana De La Garza. De La Garza. This is her. And, and that's her married last name. Yeah. Lo- and Lovato, Lovato is her first husband who did unfortunately pass of a heart attack in Albuquerque. It was very abusive. And we'll get into abusive. that. Okay. 2010 LA. <laughs> a proper Southern girl always looks her best, but I linger longer than usual in front of the mirror, checking every last detail. No mascara smudges, hair in place, just enough lip liner. I've dreamed about this day for so long that I want everything to be perfect. Satisfied, I race outside where the car service is waiting with a black, shiny sedan. Out of nowhere, a gusty breeze pushes past me, grabbing my long, red locks and pulling them in every direction. I laugh all the way to the street. <laughs> Good morning, sir, I chirp to the driver. LAX, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was Me like, now, every time I no, get I... into a car, 
LAX, please. They're like, JFK? I'm like, LAX, please. LAX, please. Did you not see my long, beautiful red locks <laughs> flying in every direction as also, I cackled? Also, the cover of this book is Diana with all of her daughters. Um, <laughs> like, dare you to identify <laughs> which is her. And so... Because um, she's smoking, we'll say that. She, I was about to say, I was going to start this pod being like, like, not to start a horny, but Mom Diana Diala Garza is hot, okay? <laughs> hot as hell. She's De La Uga. <laughs> Her eyebrows are to the gods. Yeah, <laughs> They're so thin. They're very Pam Anderson 90s. Like, she's doing the lip liner, like that matte lip, and then the super thin brow, and then the teased blonde hair. And then she is iconic, hot Christian mom. Yeah. Good Christian bitch, GCB. She's a GC. She's a nineties GCB. Like super hottie. So, yeah, the covers her with her daughters, and she and her oldest daughter are in white tops and black leather jackets. And then Demi and the youngest one, Madison, the Desperate Housewives ones, are in um kind of more peasanty black tops. And Madison has a nose ring. Yeah, funky. It's very youngest. Yeah, youngest one to have the nose ring. And Madison is the only child of the second and husband, Eddie. If I went, now I feel like you probably watched all thirty-four seasons of Desperate Housewives. <laughs> Correct. Is is she is the daughter's weight like a storyline? Yes. So. Right. When if now that you mentioned, let's just get into it. So the whole storyline with um, Madison Madison's De La Garza, <laughs> Demi Lovato's younger half sister. <laughs> Eva Longoria is totally vain on that show, and she's like hot, but she yeah. has a chubby daughter. Right, and a lot of the lines are her just being like, "Stop eating those Twinkies," and like shoving her in a closet as she goes and <laughs> like fucks the guy who mows her lawn. Right. So when Diana De La Garza first got the script for Desperate Housewives, she was reading this and saw. I mean, this is also Diana looking back now, so I don't know how much is true. I'll say mm. that. How much I believe some of her... The revisionist history. The revision. She reads the script and she's like, this is basically about like calling a child fat. And like Madison De La Garza got cast for it by like some person when they were on set for Demi and they were like, oh, your daughter would be perfect for this role. <laughs> your chubby little yeah, daughter would be like, great for this. Your little housewife. kind of like rascal chubby daughter would be perfect. <laughs> and she's like, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And Madison is five and is like, mommy, I really want to go out for this role in yeah. Desperate Housewives, as a five-year-old would say. Yeah. Well, of course, also because she's, she's seen, seen her, her mom be this insane stage mom and push her older sisters like into like every audition for every Disney show and commercial and voiceover thing, like and constantly trafficking them to pageants across Texas and California. And it's just like, and well, they're already in so many insane rental homes in LA that are furnished. Like, yeah. so she's like, I'm not gonna like sit here and just go to squirrel, 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 squirrel. And while my then... older sisters like get all this attention for all their auditions. So Deanna's like, mm, you know what? Madison wants it and Madison gets it and uh, she does do Desperate Housewives. And then um, she's like, Eva Longoria was so nice to me. And like, she's like, <laughs> when they talk about first seeing Eva Longoria on set and they're like, Eva Longoria sat down, her hair looking amazing, legs looking beautiful. She sat down and started playing Sudoku. And Madison <laughs> said, please, can we go up to her? And I said, let's give Eva space. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Diana and so, her life. So she grows up very Pentecostal. Her parents are extremely Christian. They're singing. They go to church four times a week. Yeah. Twice on Sunday, once on Wednesday. Lots of singing. Lots of singing. They start a band called like the Heart. The Hearts. Fam- yeah. The Hearts. Because she's born Diana Hart. Okay. That's because I was like, look, because I was trying to look on the YouTube for her country YouTube, songs. YouTube. All right. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that later tonight in my den. Um, <laughs> I'll fire up the Dell with your with your ladies' foosball table and <laughs> your lady. big scary used gaming chair. Um, so she loves singing, and then one day, you know, I think she's she's graduated high school, and uh, she wants to sing secular music, right? <laughs> and she gets a job singing at Six Flags, right? And her daddy says, "Nah, no, not in my a, house, not under my roof. roof. Will you sing like?" <laughs> Reba covers at just like a cafeteria at Six Flags where everyone is gnawing on turkey legs in the middle of this like 90 degree Texas heat. In like 1981. <laughs> and he's like, not only will you be missing church services because she would have had to work on Sundays or also probably Saturdays and all of their like. Right. But also, Sunday. yeah, you'd be singing the devil's music. 
Devil's music on the devil's day. <laughs> yeah, and in the devil's playground, I would say. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, no, I want to sing at Six Flags. This is the start of my career. So she just moves out and moves in with her grandparents. Yeah, but then the devil shows his little tail because she loses her voice. Because yeah. she hadn't had she's, the proper training. She's singing too hard. I mean, she's singing... Five times a day at this like cafeteria at this turkey and I'm leg. It's so loud, so she's going louder. And I bet the sound system at the Fort Worth. No, I bet it. Six no, flags. it's not the same sort of four channel audio that you would have today at a Six Flags eatery. <laughs> uh, she really had to belt in a way that was dangerous for vocal cords of the time. You know, and that made me think because remember, I lost I lost my personal voice after um, <laughs> <laughs> Lily's voice. After doing a secular podcast um, <laughs> once what, when what we podcast? did the Williamsburg show. Oh, I, yeah, we had to. No, and because the sound at the Williamsburg show was also very Six Flags 1981 <laughs> Dallas yeah, vibes. Yeah, and I was. Not you know, good. Screaming. Yeah, we and, had to yell. And I was like, I need better vocal training. Yeah, and we need to be so at Kelly Clarkson and gargling olive oil before every show. But I am now doing the sinus rinse, and you'll hear more about that <laughs> on, on the, the VIP, VIP lounge. lounge. <laughs> okay, so eventually she is like, she's pursuing this career in country music. Then she gets a job, the most iconic job of all time, as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And guess how much she makes? And this is still an issue today, by the way. This can't be true now, but back then. I mean, I was, I was on the floor at this number. No, cheerleaders still make so little. I'm sure Dallas Cowboy but, cheerleaders, because it's still the best the highlight but back then okay so back then you did not get paid like as a job you had to have you either had to be enrolled as a student or have like another job and then you got paid say it with me thirteen ninety nine, and then taxes taken out oh i think that was post oh with tax okay thirteen ninety nine, literally again per game and that doesn't include all of the training practices practice. which is hours Every week, and then all and the then hours, you have, like events, then, you have I to know. show up. You're at. constantly at just like some like Operation Smile launch and like cutting ribbons and just and, like, like posing with like so many horny guys at car dealerships, and like always putting your titties on like the hood of a used Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and they're being like, "Meet live Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders." I mean, I'm sure she was amazing at it. A, she's hot. She's hot as we said. <laughs> she's like, blonde, blonde hair, lips, yeah, paws. She's like. Had an eating disorder, seems like, for the whole book. Um, wait, can we briefly talk about her gay friend in high school? Just before she becomes a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, <laughs> right around the time she's deciding to go to take her Six Flags. Joey Miller, a redhead with freckles like me, appeared one afternoon outside our apartment complex like an angel summoned to duty. You plan on wearing that to school, he asked, <laughs> lifting one eyebrow and smirking at my skirt and neatly pressed brows. My dad won't let me wear pants, I sighed. There's no way you're going to fit in at school, he chided, flopping his wrist up and down like a yo-yo as his index finger scrolled from my head to my toes. Just being like the <laughs> limp wrist on this literally, <laughs> like, going all the way down. Yeah, and then it's just him being like, our friendship blossomed that summer as Joey sees the role of fashion consultant. <laughs> Don't wear that barrette in your hair, he advised. It makes you look like a Pekingese puppy. <laughs> or roll that waistline up a bit to make your skirt shorter. <laughs> So it just, and then he never gets mentioned again. No, I know, because I was kind of like, well, is, because she mentions, like, how they have, like, meatloaf Sunday when just, like, Selena Gomez's mom, like, comes over and whatever. Oh, those, and it's, oh, those meatloaf Wednesdays. Sorry, meatloaf her. Wednesdays. Yeah, that absolutely saved her because <laughs> she was just, like, downing 18 Xanax a day at that and point. And just, like, a bottle of wine and just, like, not eating anything and, like... Except for Meatloaf Wednesdays when they were all gathering and, and laugh and family is so important and faith and family. Absolutely. Um, um, but it sounds like that was her first and last gay friend. Yeah, and she's like, and then I, well, so she Although moves to. now she must have, there must, I mean, there's obviously a thousand well, gays. Well, Mark Cherry. And Demi's, hello. I mean, hello. And like, there's obviously a thousand gays in Demi's orbit now. And her non-binary ass orbit. Right, her formerly non-binary <laughs> ass orbit. And, like, there's all these, like, dangly cross-earing gays. Are, like, I feel like she has a pack of southern house. gays that are coming in the huge Dallas house. But and, she... like, they're clip-clopping. And... I guess I feel like maybe she never acquired her own gays. Besides from, like, the occasional hairdresser who's, like, being sassy to her. Like, I think her, her, her gals team... are her, like... 
her like pot roast like her Texas golf because there's like Lisa and, and then, Lorna and Lorna and it's like <laughs> Dorna <laughs> who are like next door neighbors but also become Demi and like Madison and Dallas's and they're all the managers and everyone's like taking a different daughter to live in another like creepy furnished like Studio City apartment yeah and she's like thank you because I'm taking Madison to Chicago and Eddie is with Demi in South America on tour and just like you need to take Dallas to rehab. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of think that she's that she doesn't have her own gaze. I could see she that. does not have a Ken. I Pavis. feel like there might be other gays in the orbit, but like she doesn't have time for it. Okay, so she moves to New Mexico randomly and like that's where she starts becoming like a country music star. Honestly, it's pretty badass how she's touring the country in her bus, like with her at this point, she's like married to Patrick Lovato, this like abusive husband. They they meet. She's like opening up literally for Hank Williams Jr. And like, ugh, this is so fab. Like, obviously, anytime she performed, it said former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Yeah. On the marquee. And the way she describes them, like, I was horny. And this is how you get into these relationships. It was like, dark haired man, mysterious eyes, <laughs> cow, snake skin, cowboy boots. Yeah. And he asks a security guard, and he's like, Lady, can I get a photo of you? I'm he, a big Dallas Cowboys fan. He's definitely your uh, style my, icon. Yeah, my new boots. Um, slash your, like, way with women icon. Like, your womanizer <laughs> yeah. icon. You do want to go up to a former cheerleader. <laughs> she marries Patrick Lovato. They have an insane relationship where just, like, he wants her to be a star, but he doesn't. Um, I want to jump to a pretty gruesome part of the book is um they're kind of in the heat of the abuse mm. and he slams oh. Oh God, the part. door yeah. on her and fingers go flying yeah he, yeah it's if that was so terrifying and she was being like and it was this classic you know classic abuse story where going back. he's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. He takes her to the hospital. The police are called. They come and talk to her and they're asking her like, you what know, happened? what happened? And she's just being like, oh, no, it's like I just had an accident. And then she's like, I didn't realize that. I also fractured my jaw until years later. I was at the dentist and he was like, when did you break your jaw? And she's like, never. Well, that accent. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, the same in there. And he's like, I'm so, and he like instantly like is apologizing after the thing. And he's like, grab, and she's like, grab my fingers. And then one like never gets put on correctly. And I was looking on the cover. <laughs> to trying to find the finger. We don't see fingers. No. So I'm curious which ones it is. her big like French tips holding on to Demi's hand. You see one French tip. Yeah, one finger. And that's the thumb, which I don't think was one. Because she says the one that never healed was the ring finger, ironically. Because that was the one with the wedding ring was on. Also, the way when they get married, one day he asks her, he's just like, baby, describe to me your perfect wedding ring. And like she describes the most insane Kate Jewelers wedding. And then he has it made, but then she pawns it and only gets $200. Yeah. And it's like, and and she's just like, it's a band. It has um, three like, ruby got, red hearts on it. It's got ruby red hearts and puffy diamonds around <laughs> yeah. the band and then a heart-shaped diamond as the diamond. Okay, I've just I've been thinking about this lately. What's like, your fantasy ring? Yeah, because I like sorry, like and like I th- no offense to all the girls out there, but I just what? controversial take coming through. <laughs> I, I'm just like diamonds are not rare and they're basic. Problematic. Yeah. <laughs> not to mention problematic. Really problematic. No, but as my boyfriend uh, once famously said, like you really think diamonds are rare the thing on the finger of every girl in Chicago. It's just wow, like yeah. there's just like it's just like how can every single girl have a diamond engagement ring and yet a diamond is so rare. I guess I never thought of them as rare. But that's they, part of They market whole, them as, it's a rare, rare diamond. So to me, I actually think- Want I, like a vintage ruby n- jade. I do not want big, a vintage- Like this big gay No, insane. I do not want an insane gay cosmetic. Lawyer. What I want is a very like elegant, me, uh, elegant stone, elegant gemstone that is not a diamond. Maybe, oh, I don't know, sapphire because blue is my favorite color. Okay, so that is getting a little ice skater. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't want some big gay ring. Let's get fucking serious. Like, I went to NYU ring. I want a jade <laughs> vintage. N- <laughs> this is my I went to NYU ring. <laughs> 
What if I just got I want I want my my boyfriend to propose to me with an NYU class ring. That's what I want. <laughs> thick, thick NYU class. I love that. Celebrity book club. This episode is sponsored by Zocdoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Blah, blah, blah. She has children. <laughs> Wait, first of all, she names Demi out of a but, book. Okay, and she names her Demetria. Wait, I actually have the page oh, I about... Have, I have, okay. I scan that. So she's sitting there in the hospital, but she doesn't know what the name yet is. The nurse brings her book. She's like, try this. I scan the A names, then the Bs, then the Cs. Definitely needs a name that begins with D, I decided. The list was long. Daria, Delaney, <laughs> DD. No, no, no. And then I saw it. Demetria. That's it. That's a name that sounds like strength. And I can call you Demi for short. (laughs) And then even one of the craziest passages of this book I found was Demetria. I said, her name is Demetria. Um, Demetria Devon. Remembering the name of Pat, who's her husband, Pat's daughter from his first marriage, Amber Devon, a sweet and beautiful girl I'd seen a few times in the beginning of our relationship. Although neither Pat nor I still had contact with Amber, I love the name. Just dropping, <laughs> just being like, obviously my husband does not have contact with his daughter from another it's marriage, like, but cool name, good inspo. Cool name, I'm just like, that seems just like a really traumatic <laughs> reference. It's just like, your abusive ex-husband's daughter, daughter that he no longer has contact with. And clearly, you're also, you're fine with that, too. It's very just kind of like... Good this, for her. <laughs> just like, good for her, cool name. I don't know, it'd be a little too complicated to still stay close to her. Okay, on the subject of names, I wanted <laughs> to just... There's a passage where she's listing relatives, and the names are just truly insane. Riding in the car one afternoon, Dallas, Demi, and I decided it was time for the three of us to get baptized. Oh, and Dallas is obviously named after her favorite city. Yeah. Dallas. <laughs> oh, but she's th- also, before she named Demi, she's like, and I'm thinking, what about Austin, Fort the Worth? Fourth, Brooklyn. <laughs> Very your mom. Okay. First of all, the fact that the phrase Dallas, Demi, and I decided it was time for the three of us to get baptized together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they joined this new insane, of course, They're like. Always joining a new fellowship church and just being. It's like now it's wet. That one's way more Justin Bieber and like. Yeah. Hillsong. And they join it because a football player, Troy Aiken, like goes to visit it. Who is hot. And she was like, maybe we'll get to see it. And all the ladies in the town were like so horny. And they like. All the came ladies up, at the Ford dealership. Yeah, where, where she's she now she working now as working a Beautiful. And we're like, you gotta go to like the Covenant. Um, new fellowship church like Troy Aikman is going to be there. A few weeks later, standing single file and squinting in the bright sunlight, we waited for our turn to be immersed in the pool behind fellowship <laughs> church. A few relatives, Eddie, 
Um, that's the guy Eddie's she's her husband, her husband now. Who is does finance at the Ford, at dealership. The Ford dealership. Eddie, his <laughs> sister, Debbie, and her daughter, Brianna, as well as my sister-in-law, Carissa, and our cousins, Eris and Bryden, watch from the crowd among us. It's just like they just get progressively like more white Kaden, trash as it yeah. comes on. And it's like, Carissa, K- K-E. Carissa. Like Clarissa, like but Clarissa, Noel. Noel with a K. Eris and Brayden. Also, did you catch the name Brecca later? Yes. Who is Brecca? It's like some family friend. No, she was like a Disney person. She was like one of the like... Other kids. Oh, no. She was a, a fellowship church like choir rehearsal person. Just the name Brecca. Brecca is pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Brecca. <laughs> Demetria and Brecca. <laughs> anyway, so then she's like, she becomes this crazy stage mom who's pushing her kids into so many things. And it's just like, they're spending so much money on and like. And it's so insane in this, which I feel is very Texas, where she's just like, and we remortgaged our house nine times. And like, she's always saying we don't have the money for it. But then like, they obviously like do or they're like going into so much debt. And Eddie's always saying like, we'll work it out. And they are pawning Rolexes for sure and refinancing but then it comes to a point where I feel like Demi and Madison are raking in for Desperate Housewives and she's still being so like how are we gonna pull this off and it's like I think I know how you're gonna pull it off babe Yeah, it's like, maybe your five year old daughter's like full season check from being on Desperate Housewives yeah but then it's the thing it's just, it's just like you can see the costs start to go up every time though because it's like then, no, it sounds expensive. It would be like $25,000. Because like, uh, there's so many flights back and forth. And then she's like that time when she has to put that that hotel room on a credit card and she like oh, doesn't yeah. have the money. And she puts on the debit. When they're, when they're shooting Camp Rock in Toronto. To in Ontario. <laughs> no, that's definitely so me every time in a hotel when they're like, okay, we're just going to put a $500 hold on this right now for instant like, dental. You? You'll get that back. And you're like, uh. I was feeling so poor reading this book and just being like, should I like maybe it could be reception at such a dealership no, Sam, like, in Mass <laughs> So, like, they, she starts out the gals all in, like, pageants, and it's She's, so insane, where it's, it's so like, insane. Okay. Demi's winning in a Salvation Army dress. Okay, when A, but then she's also, when Demi is a plus-size model for JCPenney Kids, like, this is, some, this is some humble-ass pie. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then she's like, yeah, it's Wait. crazy. Madison actually got like a JC Penny like lookbook at like age two months. Like when at, oh, when Matt no when Madison was in a Dillard's ad oh, at the four Dillard's, months? A Dillard's flyer, she says. Yeah. <laughs> a Dillard's flyer. <laughs> like, no, but they they are you've not gotta be a psycho stage one to be she pushing is this. So I was kind of at I wasn't relating towards the end of the book, but I definitely was I could see future if I had children, she's always like driving her Ford on the highway and hearing about radio contests and is like instantly swerving and driving oh, yeah. her two children to a radio contest. No. It will be like, ah! <laughs> like <laughs> it'll be like, y'all, there was a they a tickle the Elmo impersonation contest. There was that one. There was the Kelly Clarkson like sing along contest. And they wake up at five AM and go to this like radio station and have her kids and she's so like, It was five in the morning. I gave the kids who are old enough have some coffee and you're kind of like excuse me <laughs> all still in our pjs we got we loaded up the ford and like drove to like this suburb of dallas and the way she describes those moments of loading up the ford, like, ugh, it was getting so because she was just like even though i was such a type a mom i was always forgetting things and it just sounds so chaotic and she's screaming at everyone and just like feeling so many like rubbermaid bins like full of like oreo to go packs but then like <laughs> but then like forgetting their headshots and it's just like oh god get me out of here and it's like I feel like the kids wanted to go to the additions because it was just like well everything is so chaotic anyway like maybe that's the light at the end of the tunnel like because they could see how they're desperate their mom is right they're like we have to calm her down yeah and then it's insane because you know towards the end of the book when you know Demi is on Camp Rock 2 and Madison's in Desperate Housewives and Dallas is like out of rehab for her cocaine addiction she says I miss 
the auditions. I miss the rush. Yeah. Is this what it's all about? Just sitting here in the trailer waiting for Madison? Because as the success starts to come, you know, her anxiety continues to build. And it's like Demi's like becoming like a globally famous pop star. Absolutely famous. But you don't see her appreciating that. You just see her being like, oh, Xanax rentals, flights, like Xanax freaking out. Rent- and also like her kids need her less. They just hire more people. So she's hiring like Lorna or Jane or whatever. Yeah. And like, you know, for her, it's it's the it's the excitement it's the of rush, the high, the possibility of overnight fame and like imagining that is what keeps her going all those days. And once they actually get famous, it's not totally overnight. Like you see the joy dissipate a little yeah, bit. And there's nothing really sad about that, because I do think that at the beginning, I think she did love music. Oh, Deanna. yeah. Like when she, she did, was performing as a country, like, I think she really cared about music. I don't see her caring about music anymore. No, she had so much fun. I mean, she was blasting, you know, her favorite songs, like, wanted, you know, was like, oh, I'm opening up for like Charlie Pride's band. Yeah. I mean, and after, of course, all the abuse, because it's like her abusive husband was her manager, it's like she lost the fire because she's like, well, if it, this is what the life is going to be. Yeah. I'd rather the chase and like once she saw her children reap the benefit. One thing this book has a ton of, which other Christian books do, is everything's a fucking premonition. <laughs> oh, well, because, okay, yeah, because Demi. Everyone is constantly having visions, and everyone's like, I had a dream that I saw Demi Lovato at her table signing a record contract. And then, like, anything that's happened, she's like, okay, it's coming. She's like, I found a business card Wait, no, on the no, sidewalk no, that no. said, Are you ready? That was to say, Debbie and um, Deanna are at a gas station. And Demi goes, oh, my God, mom. Oh, my God. Freaks out. And she's like, what is it? She goes, you're not going to believe this. And it was a a business card that just said, are you ready? And they both are like goosebumps, chills. Well, let's get into the ghost stuff because Demi has the show called Demi. She has a show called Ghost Stories. And reading this book, I was like, oh, this is where she gets it from. I was like, damn, so you really are. The first time they move into a house they move into Eddie's house when, like, Deanna first marries him, and he's like, I'm going to build a room for all your daughters. <laughs> and uh, and there's all this wet wicker furniture in, in it. it. And then, like, Demi starts pissing herself at school every day. <laughs> and <laughs> Dallas is like, I know why. <laughs> And then she's like, that's because Emily lives there. <laughs> and like- Emily is a child pioneer woman <laughs> <laughs> ghost. <laughs> And they're just like, well, we won't sleep in the room with the wicker furniture because sure. that's Emily's room. That's Emily's room. Dur, dur, dur. Okay, so this leads to later. So they are a family of ghosts. They're a family seers. of like seers. <laughs> they all have premonitions. So then there's the thing where where then Dallas just has... Dallas fully gets possessed. Oh yeah, the, ex- no, the exorcism scene. Okay, so after our return from South America, I put all my attention back on. Debbie's Madison. always during in South America, like nonstop. One night, as Madison and I dozed together in bed, I was jerked away by a loud bam as the bedroom door flew open dallas stormed in help she shouted i'm possessed (laughs) horrified and not fully awake i jumped out of bed and ran toward her as madison groggily sat up and watched help me dallas screeched repeatedly as she threw herself to the floor flailing her arms and legs it's fully screaming like i'm gonna hurt you starts like biting she exorcism true blood lifts up a like heavy planter that she's like only a man could lift that (laughs) up Yeah. When they reached the patio, I was stunned to see Dallas pick up a large, heavy clay planter that would have been difficult for three grown men to move. So Dallas gets fully possessed by actual demons. And it's just like, this is the whole Pentecostal thing where everyone is speaking in tongues. Because there's at one point she was like, I was used to seeing people speaking in tongues. And then there's like a moment where her like evangelical... Her sister's like even more evangelical and she's always calling her just being like, I had a dream about Demi. Demi was in a room with her ovation guitar. <laughs> wait, 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 this part. Her friend Karen. I heard Karen, Demi's former piano teacher, call her. Oh, yeah. Is she okay? Karen asked. Who? I replied, completely rattled by her urgency. Demi, she said. I had a dream. It was awful. Wait, yeah. She was lying in a ditch and covered with scorpions. I've never wait, been so afraid. S- it was a prophetic dream, she continued. <laughs> what? 
much what like it's like every page of this book is like and then I was driving my Ford but then Brieka called me and she was <laughs> calling me from the new fellowship church location north of Fort Worth <laughs> but then Demi called me and was slitting her wrist and, and it's, it's like just, yes Demi was like, like Demi was facing demons so it's like I guess it's true because she was being like yes but like during the entire time like from when Demi becomes famous, like she's always facing demons because literally every Disney <laughs> child star becomes like demonic, demonic, like, that's and what's addicted. Haunted. It's like, of course they do because like the Disney machine is twisted and it's and like fucked up and it's full of not to knock Diana de la Garza, but these fame hungry. It's full of fame hungry parents. It's full of like creepy producer guys. It's full of way too much access to way too much money and drugs at too young of an age. Well, okay, which and is... you're twisted into, and it's usually these also like very sheltered Christian kids, and then like suddenly they're just like, oh, you have no supervision. You're in LA, and there's coke everywhere. This is what I want to talk to you about. So you know when she mentions how. Um, she refers to her as Jane Doe, mm. a friend of Demi's. Who do you think that was? I was like, is that Miley? But then she does, she talks she about Miley, Miley separately. She and Selena. Yeah. But I'm like, then is she like, she's is like, that a... She's like, Miley was over. And like, she definitely speaks very highly of Selena Gomez. I mean, I'm sure Demi is somewhat jealous of Selena's success because like, Demi has very like three hits, but like... I feel like Selena has more no. I think Selena hits. and like Selena also like battled depression and like went into treatment. But I feel like Demi has had a much harder time. And, and Demi like, is like completely insane and is ghost hunting is and is being like, hunting. I'm a they and I'm cutting my hair short and I'm being random and me and my queers are actually like a ghost coven. And that is like we're aliens. Actually, now I'm she, her. Okay, so one of the li- I was listening to her new album, which is amazing. Oh, holy fuck, fuck. with a, with a V instead of a U. I mean. That that pop punk album that's it's, like fuck Jesus coming out in twenty twenty one. It's like damn the late well and also the late the hit, of the, the hit song from that though, which is another kind of Diana revisionist history, is twenty nine, which is about I was seventeen, you were twenty nine. It's about Wilder Valderrama and oh, yeah. Diana is always like. Yeah, I had a dinner with Vilmer, and I said, what are your intentions? And I was a little suspicious of his age. I'm a little like, you interviewed him to date her, it sounds And I'm like, were you suspicious, babe? Yeah, I'm sure she thought it would have been good for her career. Because then in the book, she was like, actually, Wilmer was like, really stayed by her side during rehab. Yeah. It ends, spoiler, Deanna herself. Goes to rehab. Goes to rehab. The same rehab in Chicago where Dallas and Demi go. And also, which is... Where they filmed Celebrity Rehab, which Dallas is really excited about when she went to rehab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what triggers is it, um, she's celebrating her anniversary with Eddie De La Garza, and he's gambling for a while. And she said, I went off and had some wine and fully blacked out and was hugging a Barney like impersonator <laughs> and hugging him saying, I love you, Barney. And That's so sweet. And said that there was, um, she was like, and there was a collection of photos on my phone that showed my crazy night. And it's probably like all these blurry selfies with Yeah, for her being drunk Barney. with Barney. I mean, it sounds fun. So it does. And she got treatment for her eating disorder and alcohol and But ultimately, it was more the eating disorder than Xanax. I think that was the issue for her. Well, she was never eating and then would be like, I never liked alcohol, but for some reason I drank it. I got blackout instantly. <sighs> yeah. And she's like, and that's because I was 97 pounds. She loves to say soaking wet. I was 97 pounds soaking wet and eating all day. Okay. Before we go to segments, I just want to elevate the work of a woman quickly. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, Who is the ghostwriter of this book? Ghost. Go- Ooh. Ooh. Um, who is... You know, who we, who we rarely discuss, but it's such an important part of this piece. Um, I just, this is her bio that's on the jacket. <laughs> Vicki McIntyre, Pennsylvania native, now living in Los Angeles, was a high school English teacher for many years at the Greer School, a private boarding school for girls, before becoming a freelance writer. Although this is her first book, she formerly was a contributing writer for several regional magazines regional. about life in central Pennsylvania, including Town and Gown, State College Magazine, and Positively Pets. So shout out to Vicky. Shout out to Vicky. What um, a leap from positive, and you can pos- guess how pause is spelled. Yeah, positively pets, pets to, to writing, to, to writing, falling with That's wings, huge. a mother's story. If you were just writing an article here and there for Town and Gown, and then <laughs> got this deal to be like regional Central Pennsylvania, it's not even like Pennsylvania. No, magazines. She, she cornered that market. It's more of the central region. And regional media is so important. It is. Keep it alive. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Celebrity Book Club. Celebrity Book Club. 
Hey club kids, here's a quick preview of this week's VIP lounge where we're talking about the Country Music Awards. We're also talking about Italian subs gone freaking wrong. You love our food reviews. If you want to hear more, go to patreon.com slash cbcthepod and subscribe right now. We go there, we order. The wait for the sandwich to be made is 45 minutes. Are you kidding? No. They like, say, did they say that? I literally said 45 minutes. That's such a fucking insult. It's a, and I mean, I knew it was going to be because it's like, like uh, get over yourself. And I, and everyone minutes. is, I mean, honestly, like, fuck all these losers sitting there saying, That's, sure. Yes. And then you, no, and, and then, I'm part of it. And, and like, you, and you and were and like, yep, I'm a dumb bitch. And there was sit here and wait 45 swarm, minutes. It was, it was a dumb bitch carnival outside <laughs> of that place. Subscribe like, on patreon.com slash CBC the pod to get more content like that every single week for only $5 a month. Holy segments. Holy segments. What does she wear? How does she live? What does she eat? What does she eat? Well, she doesn't eat that much. She doesn't eat that much. And like sometimes, right, she has these amazing nights called Meatloaf Wednesdays where they gather around their big Texas kitchen. She's definitely like making a seven layer chili dip for the kids, but. Well, she mentioned like because she was such a mom on the go, she would make them boiled vegetables and grilled cheese. So, I mean, she's a stage mom and she was relieved when craft services came into play. Yeah. She was like, oh, they could do a better job than I ever could as a mother. Right. I'm and such they a were bad like, mother. Xanax. 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 White wine. And now, I mean, I wonder post 17, post her rehab. Do you think she's like fully sober now? I, I would love to check in with Diana. I just I'm she a little seems like so beyond stemless wine glass to me. I know I'm, I'm like, like she's the most stemless person I've ever met. That says like home is where John three sixteen is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, just like home is the John. I feel like now to me her vibe is like she went to rehab and she's like now she does maybe some like weird. She's Cali like, sober. <laughs> she's Cali sober and she is doing like a lean cuisine and like. Is like no, it's fine because I've learned to not do Xanax, so I will at Thanksgiving have some white wine. Yeah, and I and I think that's great. That's totally you fine with me. Totally, I'm, I'm I have no problem with that. And I think she's like going to te- like sushi restaurants and having like one roll. Yeah, she's knowing to eat a whole roll now, and is like, yeah. or is she being a little bit still like post eating disorder where she's having like she's having a lot of the edamame and being like this is so good, and then like not having a lot of the main. I can see that too. Not a lot of the role because it's like work to do with the edamame. But I definitely think she's an omnivore. <laughs> <laughs> it is not being like a weird vegan or gluten free. Definitely not. Because again, she's like the meatloaf is on her plate. Because I think she's remembering the tools now from rehab, which is very just like you can't like be controlling about your food and you have to just like welcome all food as sustenance. Well, so she's a southern gal. I mean, she is like fried chicken, right. mac and cheese. No yeah. What does she wear? I mean, just like she's so insane, like pleather tight leggings, yeah. like plunging white peasant top. Yeah. And then, and like heels, stilettos. Yeah, her, it's like medium funky, like big silver jewelry where it's like she's not wearing so much turquoise. She's not that funky, even on. No, though but she did live in New Mexico for quite a while. But it was a traumatic time for her in New Mexico and she never really liked it and she always wanted to go back to Texas. Yeah, and I feel like she has some like fringe pieces that she puts out when she's like, never yes. forget I'm a Texas girl. Yes, she has her <laughs> never forget I'm a Texas girl like section of her wardrobe. Um, but a lot of the time it's just kind of like sexy, not too funky mom. Yeah, sexy sweaters that cling in all the right places. Yes, she's a clean She never has mentioned a boob job, but do you think she's gotten one? She seems so boob job. Yeah. Um, and especially now, I just feel like we're many years into the demi money rolling in. When I'm like, looking, I do feel like there's some lip filler action absolutely on this face. Yeah, I think she's just had a couple little things here. She's here obviously a Botox. Yeah. So, you know, maybe a few other things. A little bit of bow. A little maybe, bit of this. Maybe some Kybella. I would say that her living quarters are well because they have be, a LA and a Dallas. I'm picturing there's a lot of crosses, huge crosses. I think we know the bed is too as high is as high as it can go to reach God Himself. High yep. bed closer to God. Yeah, I think a lot of sayings as she is so because. Also, at each chapter, there's always just like a quote, yeah. but like by her. There's a random quote that's like not even a Bible quote that starts. It's usually from her, but then one of them is by the R&B singer J. Cole. 
(laughs) (laughs) And you're like, okay. But then some of it also just seems like a summary of what the chapter is going to be. Yeah. So I think there is tons of framed photos. I feel like it's a desperate housewives, you know, frame photo. And then like, it's like, he who shall persevere. She's definitely big urns. She's definitely like, there are plant, like she mentions the planter, but I think like that's also very desperate housewives to me is like having like such a massive ceramic urn in the foyer that has like a, you know, a palm fern in it or whatever. I also think she has summer pillows, Thanksgiving pillows, Christmas pillows, Fourth of July pillows. And she's swapping them out or like Lorna is swapping them out? I feel like Lorna out. might be, but maybe she is now that. They have like a third basement full of seasonal decor. Yeah. And it's like in Tupperware. Do you think she's, I think she's fake tree. I think she's actually multiple trees in each room. Whoa. I mean, no, no I meant a tree in each room. Like She's actually got a forest. No, I mean, there's like the living room tree, but then there's like the dining there's a, tree. There's a foyer tree, I think, and then there's yeah. a living room tree, and then there's lights on an outside tree. Yeah. And I do, ah, uh, fake tree, that's really hard for me to put a finger on. I know. I think one of the, how about this? I think one of them is fake. And then one is real, and they do do such a hallmark, go to the farm, and Eddie chops it down, and it's like... No, they're fake tree. I, they're fake tree. Okay, I stay with me. It's one real tree and one fake. Okay, I think they're all fake. Uh, Listen, I don't Who know... Who are you Oh, we are in the book. The book. Am I her gay Are you, yeah, for, you're Joey minute, De La Carcass or, or one, whatever. For one summer gay. <laughs> Who's just like... Mm, Hike that skirt up, but little man. You're also Eva Longoria playing Sudoku on a chair. Yes, wrapped in a huge fur coat. I mean, a huge fur coat. Like, please don't bother Eva when she's doing her Sudoku. <laughs> and I, I stand by. It. I think I am Diana in the early phases when she's driving her kids to malls to weird competitions. <laughs> you're swerving on the interstate <laughs> to be like, wait, no, I mean, yeah, from you're... like three to five because I'm so like, oh my god, I could get my like bottle signed by like yeah, you're someone so who's a fifth lead on Jag. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. I give, give this book um I don't know five wings out of five. No, I give it um I give it two and a half crosses um out of five. I I I don't know. It's so random which is both its biggest that's strength. That's I almost that's why I'm giving but it's it also a its three weakness. point three times two and a half, which equals eleven eleven. Few people have the balls to write a book when they're and also the daughter. mother of and I just feel like it was a much she also what I love about it is really about her journey. Oh yeah, no. It, it wasn't like and Demi did this and then like yes, that happens, but it's really about her struggles yeah, and the Xanax. She, she commits to the bit of being like, This is my memoir. And to clock in at three twenty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Double space for sure, but three twenty for Demi Lovato's mom. I'm like, for, go for the all mother of the way off. Yeah, no, congrats on three twenty for the mother of. And it was just a good peek inside what it's like to be one of these stage moms of these, you know, Disney yeah, girls. I definitely think she has more like self reflective self reflecting to do. Yeah, but I think she's on her journey because she is, as I say, falling with, with wings. wings. And I think she's still falling. And and she flapping. realizes that she's falling. I just wanted to take a page out of um, Chip and Joanna Gaines' book and find the beauty in the spilled milk mm. and find the joy in the spilled milk and realize it's never going to be perfect. Okay, but I'll say this. She revealed so much more than Chip and Joanna. Oh, absolutely. So, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Well, I mean, she's had a much more tumultuous life than they have. It's also very true until we hear what what's really happening at Magnolia House. Yeah, I know, which we never will. Yeah, so because there's armed guards. Anyway, I <laughs> highly recommend this book. Yeah. Go out now to your local bookshop. I'm sure Greenlight in um, Clinton Hill sells this. Oh, yeah. Um, is, is that an amazing woman-owned bookstore? You've never heard of Greenlight? It's like everyone always posting about it. Just it's just like, like the most known like local bookstore like, in Brooklyn. Just like, fuck Amazon, yeah, go like to Greenlight. Greenlight. Yeah, it's in Clinton Hill. Cool. Yeah. What an I awesome just- neighborhood. <laughs> Um, one day when I finally get that receptionist, John Beckham, report to <laughs> right, live in Clinton Hill. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. And any Takar dealerships out there, Kia, Honda, Toyota, Stevens looking. Work, I am so. absolutely available. Uh, well, this has been a joyful Christian ride with you. Absolutely. And, um, and I will see you Sunday morning, then again Sunday evening at the same church. also on Tuesday, choir practice. And so. Wednesday at Bible study. Bless be to you and your family.
blessedly best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects. The show is produced by Benjamin Frisch, with editorial support from Leon Nafok, Andrew Parsons, Arlene Revelo, and Madeline Kaplan. Our production manager is Persia Verlin. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends. Well, about us. And don't forget to go to patreon.com for access to the VIP Lounge, our exclusive bonus podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.